This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. We count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. We thank God for how he has blessed. Thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for how he is doing it. Amen. So at this time, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for this, another day that thou has blessed us. Thank you for this day that you have given us to be able to share a word with others. Now, Father, we ask you to bless that I may speak nothing of myself, but I speak that which you would have me to say. And I ask you to bless those that are listening. God, that they may say something. That may Something may be said that may encourage their heart, their mind, to want to go forth and be and do that which you would have them to do and be. Father, we just thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord. Ask you to anoint me that I speak nothing of myself, but I speak that which you would have me to say and glorify your name. I praise you for this time, this opportunity to be able to speak in Jesus, the Christ name I pray. Amen and amen. We thank God. God bless you, Pastor Woods. Amen. Amen. I'm able to see when I got my glasses on, uh, but uh, long distance rather. But we thank God that uh, others uh, will be journeying in with us today. And I pray that you uh, receive of the word. Amen. I tell you what, I, it, it's sad, believers. It's sad to say that so many people are going astray right through the church. And I have to say, going to scrape right through the church simply because of the fact that they got the Bibles, but they will not read the Bible. We, You know, when I guess I was uh, hadn't been in the Word that long, and, and we had missionaries to come by, to come through uh, our fellowship, and say that they was in places 
uh, where Jesus is not being preached. So they go in places that never heard of Jesus. And once they go in there, they see it. We go in there and tell people about Jesus. And then we bring them Bibles so that they can read it themselves. And the thing is that the thing that they read, they were, they told them about, they can read it and then they can believe. Now, I didn't understand that then. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I really, really didn't understand it because uh, that sound like you was uh, giving them a bunch of baloney, so to speak. That's the way I looked at it. They're giving a bunch of baloney. Uh, I, I mean, you tell them about Christ. You first got to tell them. Then you go in and uh, you bring the Bibles. Then they can read it. And then they'll get it. And I said, wow. But now I see the, manip- the manipulations of the preachers. How that the preachers is telling the peoples certain things. And then the preachers come and believe in it. They believe whatever they hear, they heard the preacher say, and it ain't even got to be right. It ain't even close to being right. And and I've heard uh, just last week uh, we celebrated so-called uh, the resurrection. And I say so-called because that ain't how the resurrection took place. But they was told a certain way. Now, people's got their Bibles. And yet, having their Bibles, they refuse to read the resurrection in their Bible, to read the event that took place of whatever. So not only the resurrection, so is it is by any other thing that we can read about in the Scripture. I promise you, peoples can have the word themselves. They have the word, but will they read the word? Will they accept the word? No, they're going to accept what was told to them. Uh, I see that a lot of people, a lot, not, not just a few, a lot going on what somebody told them. Not as, not a, they, they will get a scripture and take it out of context and read it to prove their little point, but the scripture that they got uh, will not back it up. As I was telling someone today, I'm, uh, I'm still, I believe the commandments of God is right. I believe that God, the Bible tells me God never changed. Okay? God doesn't repent. I'm sorry. You say, but wait a minute, brother. Well, I heard that God repented. He repented man that he made man. Well, go into the St. John, the first chapter, you'll find out that wasn't God. That was the word of God, which came in flesh, according to St. John, the first chapter, that all things were made by him and one with him wasn't anything was made that was made. Guess what? Jesus repented that he made man. Jesus repented that the things was took place and how it was. But not God. 
according to the 23rd chapter of Numbers 19, that's just one of them, he never, ever repented. God don't repent. If he said, he bring it to pass. When God speak it, it's going to come to pass. I don't care what it is. So, because people are manipulating the scriptures, and the Bible tells us just vice versa, don't manipulate the scripture, uh, brothers, sisters, accept the Bible. Accept the word of God for what it's saying. And if you can accept the word of God for what it's saying, then I promise you, God can be uh, bless you. We have problem with what God says of his commandments. That is not a problem with God. It's a problem with you. It's amazing how we take part of what we want to take out and say, oh, God did away with the rest. Oh, really? How can you say that? How can you say God did away with something that he never did, that, that the Bible said he didn't? So what, what you're saying, Brother Webb, do you, you still believe that? Yes, I believe in the 10. I believe it was summed up uh, when Jesus said, Love God with all your heart, soul, body, mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. These two commandments hang over all the law. Why? <clears throat> loving God with all your heart, soul, body, and mind is loving your neighbor. Uh, I'm sorry, loving God with all your heart, soul, body, and mind is loving uh, God's uh, commandments, the first four. Then the last six is loving your neighbor as yourself. Okay? You cannot break the last six and say you're loving your neighbor as yourself. So he summed it up. And the reason he summed it up because of the fact, thought, you know, if we could do that, then we could be a wiser person. We could be a blessed person. We could, I mean, things would begin to be different. But we are spending so much time fighting the Word of God. i never seen so many people fight the Bible because they want to keep their own tradition. Believers, when we try to keep our own tradition over God's Word, it never works. Yes, it never works. And when we come time to depart from this world, we don't want to hear what somebody else said. We want to hear what God's Word is telling us. See, because the Bible uh, will tell us to do different things, but yet we find ourselves doing what, what this preacher said uh, as we uh, try to find out the direction of God. All right. The Bible says this in Galatians, the third chapter. If ye be risen, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitted at on the right hand of the Father. Now, wait a minute. How is it that we seek in God's word and we trying to get rich? We do it like the center man says. We trying to 
get all these things, get this, get that. We're trying to get hope to this and show that. And in essence, we losing out on righteous living. Saints used to have a a a Western I, I, I shouldn't call it a motto. Saints used to have a mindset, that's what I should call it, a mindset to be different. They didn't want to be like the world. Now, saints want to see how much closer that we can look at the world and look like the world. It's sad, but it's true. We're spending more time trying to be like the world. We're spending more time trying to get people to see that we ain't different. I need to see the people's uh, the need to see me different. I do. I want them to see that I am not like them. Why? Because God has transformed my life. I have been uh, regenerated. I have a mindset that. I didn't have before I got to Christ. And the mindset that I had when I was in the world, I was serving self. Now the mindset should be different. The mindset that I have should not be serving James Ware. It it might be serving the Lord. Now, if I'm trying to serve the Lord, shouldn't I do things that pleasing to God? Shouldn't I try to act according to the things that's pleasing to God? Why in the world do I want to set my affection? When I want to, the Bible don't told me if I'm risen with Christ, seek those things above. You don't hear people talking about how can I get more closer to prayer, to pray? How can I be more closer to to doing God's will. We have a problem with just giving to God. Just giving to God because uh, this person or that person ain't saying what we want to say, what we want them to say. We'll uh, uh, turn around and give to a false prophet that's misusing your money and manipulating your money, and then you'll say, But I gave it unto the Lord. No, you didn't. You gave it unto that person that you want to have. That's right. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. You know why you say that? Why you say that, Brother Will? Because I meet people talking about what fellowship they giving to and why they giving. Because God blessed. Wait a minute. How come God can't bless you to help a need, help somebody in need? How come God couldn't bless you to be a blessing to others? But you are so rigid. That's right. You are so rigid and you so manipulated that you are really concerned about what's being taught to you. Well, if you don't give to that ministry, don't give, then help me to get this and help me to do that, then you missed it. But anyway, the Bible says we should seek those things above where Christ sitteth on the power. That's power that meaning the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. 
Man, so many saints of God setting their affection on things of this earth. Yes, we we really setting our affection on things. You say, well, brother, well, uh, everybody doing that? No, no, everybody ain't doing that. Everybody, yeah, you supposed to occupy while you there. You supposed to occupy uh, on earth. Yes, you supposed to show forth. You don't suppose the Bible teaches you. See, no one scripture is given an interpretation of itself. The Bible says this. You, brethren, sister, uh, you that are an individual, you work and labor with your own hand, not uh, manipulating people, not trying to do this and trying to do that. No, ma'am. No, sir. What I'm saying, for if we seek those things that's above, our mindset will be different. Our mindset will be obeying God in spirit and in truth. What can I do to obey you, God? Not obey man, not to obey how you feeling or what somebody think. No, no, no. It's obeying God. In spirit and in truth. We are living in a time, believers, even people buy clothes. We understand you got to buy clothes of the worldly from the world. Uh, we shouldn't. We, I mean, saints of God should uh, have their own clothing store. They should have their own this. But we get a kick out of wearing the world stuff. But what I'm saying, you that's saying you're following Christ. What are you doing to follow Christ? You call yourself a Christian. You say you is Christ-like. Now, can you tell me? I'm not asking you for me. I'm asking you for you. Can you tell me what are you doing that Christ did? How are you doing it like Christ said do it? And, And if you be honest, you are not doing what Christ did. So you calling yourself a Christian, you saying you Christ-like, but in reality, you are not. Wait a minute. It goes on to say, for ye are dead. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. We are not being dead. No, no, to the cares of the world. We are not being dead to what this person feel, think, or believe. We want to be in the in crowd. We want to be in what's going on, what's happening today. This is what we want. We want to be in a position that we can say, oh, I'm part of the in crowd. I'm part of whatever, whoever, whatever. And, and you know what? That's what's killing the church. That's what's killing the spirit of God. We are just like the world. The world say, well, I tell you what, we're going to have service. And since we're going to have a service, uh, we're going to have a program. The program going to start at 8 o'clock, and we'll be out at 9. That's the program, you know, the worldly, whatever. Now the church is doing the same thing. The church saying, well, we're going to start at whatever time, and we'll be out at whatever time. We don't move the room for the Spirit of God to come in. The Spirit of God to come in and bless. The Spirit of God to come in and heal. The Spirit of God to come in and deliver. And as I was uh, 
telling my honey to be that, you know, it's sad that we don't start naming demons. We name demons and we get people to, uh, what's the word, to, to give us coaching, give us spiritual. Um, the boy, uh, Will Smith, uh, I heard that he went to 8,000 miles away to some priest to get his uh, life in order checked. Now, wait a minute. Now, I understand he's a celebrity. I understand he got money to, to waste or whatever. But let me, let's me let be real. If he wanted to get his life together first, he would have repent to the man that uh, he hit, number one. You said, but oh, no, brother, well, he was the protected. No, he wasn't doing that. Because if he wasn't protecting, if he was protecting, he would have hit the man that uh, he was on another show, from what I understand now. Uh, they played a little clip on something thing I was watching that he was saying his wife had an affair with some little young rapper. But he was laughing about that. Now, wait a minute. You're going to hit a man because he said a little joke and then. Uh, do this, but then you're going to laugh about the man going, having, but then you're going 8,000 miles to uh, see a guru or whatever. I don't know. Now, I understand him because he's not in the body of Christ. He's not confessing to be in the body of Christ. So I'm at that I can accept. But what about us? In the body of Christ, we do things against one another. We talk against one another. We say things. And then we go to the preacher uh, and give him a few dollars and feel like, oh, everything's okay. I'm sorry, believers. Everything's not okay. You, if you wrong someone, you have to correct it. You have to repent. You have to go into that person and ask for forgiveness. See, too long the preachers is letting people get away with stuff when they truly, truly need to teach them the truth. They need to teach them that they cannot continue in that pathway. They have to have an about faith. See, no longer repentance means turn from that. We got repentance is saying, oh, just say you're sorry. Well, if you say you're sorry, and you repent, then you is all right. No, it's not saying you're sorry is repenting. That's not, that's not truly repenting. The Bible says a broken and a contrite heart. See, this is why people are not really getting converted. They are getting convicted. Yes, a whole lot of people getting convicted. They get convicted. But they're not getting converted. You say, well, what's the difference, Brother Will? Well, when an individual, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So if a person get new, get a new direction, if they knew Truly in their heart, believers, we're not talking about somebody just saying they knew. No, ma'am, no, sir. We're talking about an individual 
have re- had had a broken spirit and had a contrite heart, they have been really sorry for their sin, then that person can honestly say that they are, a con- they are converted. But see, the problem is people are not being converted. They are being convicted and going along with the program because so everybody is doing it. Nobody, the preacher no, not requiring nothing of you. See, when I got converted, I know, I know, I know it's different, folks. I thought right before I got converted, I was in the era of Superfly. So I was straightening my hair, had my hair long. I had uh, wearing a, a long coat, and it was 75, 70, 80 degrees right at. I, I was following the trends. Now, and I had, coll- I had uh, those butterfly collars, had my shirts that it was open, and you had to get across, you know, and then if you was using the cross for the wrong thing, you dipped the cross in, and then you cleared your head. Now, that's the world. That was the world was doing. But the truth of the matter is, I wasn't converted. Now, once I got converted, the first thing I wanted to do was get a haircut. Didn't nobody had to tell me, uh, Brother Ware, uh, you know, the 11th chapter of the book of Corinthians says, it's a shame for a man to wear long hair. No, ma'am. No, sir. Then uh, we come up with uh, how long is too long. We came up with that concept. And so, therefore, the people that didn't want to get rid of the hair, in their mind, they'll say, oh, we're not, my hair is not long. So, uh, the things that we did then and they, they doing now, it's altogether different. We took off the clothes that we was wearing trying to impress the sisters, sisters took off the dresses and the mini skirts and things that they was doing. They had a change of mind. Mothers began to teach. We don't have mothers in the church anymore teaching the people, uh, teaching the young ladies how to dress and teaching the young men, the, the fathers teaching the young men how to dress. You know what? We go according to a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. I'm going to go on break, and I'm, I'll, I'm here today. Amen. I'll be able to take your call if you want to. Uh, it's up to you. Amen. If not, I keep teaching. Uh, so I'll be back in a couple of minutes. God bless you. the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements, 
please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. Well, we are back. We thank the Lord. Amen. Thank God that we are here today. Amen. We thank God for what the Lord is doing, what he's going to do. Amen. If you uh, have a question or comment, you can reach us at 404-355-8699. But... uh, only if you have a question or comment. We are not going to uh, debate anything. If you want to debate with me and you want to say, well, Brother Ware, you want to you give me a call at the, at the convenient time, and I promise you I will call you. Or you can call me, uh, and I answer the phone. I don't run from questions. I I believe that we're living in a time now, and not that I know so much or doing so much. I just see that it's sad. It really is sad that we're going to have to stand before God, believers, according to Revelation, the 20th chapter. And I would hate to be uh, the one that God put me in a position to say something, and I didn't say anything. I don't want to have to give an account. The Bible tells me uh, in the book of Ezekiel and in the book of Jeremiah that my blood will, uh, your blood will be required of my hand if I refuse to tell you the truth. Now, it's sad that the preacher's more concerned about the things of this life and the, uh, the riches of the world than to be concerned about you knowing the truth. That's what it's about, believers. I promise you that's what it's about, you knowing the truth. And if you know the truth, then guess what? Then it's all up to you. It ain't up to me once I deliver the truth unto you. It has to be a different. It has to be you are, when you are born of God, when you have repented, you can't be like everybody else. I know that the world, the, the church now is carrying you and acting, you saying, well, I ain't no different from uh, the pastor's wife. I'm not no different from the pastor. He doing the same thing I'm doing. He carrying himself the same way I'm carrying. But listen, people, the Bible said don't judge yourself by yourselves. Don't look at somebody else and and analyzing that person and believing that person is okay. That person is not okay because that person, just like you, 
I don't care who they is. I don't care if it's Brother Ware. Brother Ware got to stand before God just like you. Brother Ware, have to, he got more responsibility than you have. Amen. He got more responsibility. I was, uh, listen to me, listen to me. I was telling a pastor today, a uh, very, very well-known pastor. Uh, I know him. He's a, uh, an associate of mine, friend of mine. And I was telling him, I'm still telling the truth. Yes, I'm standing on the truth. But I understand that everybody is not on the same level. So if everybody is not on the same level, then I got to help them to come up. That's, I can't condemn them. He said, well, well uh, Pastor Well, you're you going to have to repent for a lot of people that you don't cut and butcher and left them bleeding. I said, no, no, it may seem like that. Uh, but at the time, they heard what they needed to hear, exactly what they needed to hear. So sometimes we might think it is difficult, but the truth of the matter is it is what a person needs to hear. So Sometimes you come off of your stand. You don't tell the person all the truth. You try to spare their feelings. But the truth of the matter is you got to realize that person got to stand before God. And that person got to give an account of what the Lord have done in their life. And if that person have to give an account of what the Lord have done in their life, uh, they don't know God might have led you in their life so they can come up. Yes, so they can believe better. Yes, so they can do better. Yes, I listen, we got so much phoniness now. If we took the real stuff, it would, we wouldn't even believe it's real. I know that my grandchildren, if they drunk real milk, they couldn't drink it. You know why? Because real milk will not sit on their stomach. You know, because they've been drunk this uh, pasteurized milk. They, it, this watered down stuff they call milk. But the truth of the matter is, it ain't really milk. It's been, they, they got, what, a little bit of milk in it and the rest water and all this stuff. So as it is with everything else. If we had the stuff that I had when I was growing up, when I was a kid, it would be totally different. So now we got the fast way. We got the fast uh, vegetables. We got the fast meat. We got the fast everything. And so we seeing children develop quick and Guys, the young men look like men, and they just little kids. Uh, so what's happening? What the enemy is doing is they getting a man's body, a woman's body, but they are child. And if they are child, they can't make decision. So what it is? So what? What you're saying, brother? Where I'm saying you, as a a mature believer. You should be 
the one to help them to get to the place they need to get. And the reason they're not getting there is because of the fact that they don't know any better. They are cheering in the words. Some of them is. Some of them just don't care. But I'm saying the real person that's converted, the person that's truly trying to live for the Lord, you need to lead that person. You need to be there for that individual so that they can go forth and know the direction. We can't be like the world believers. We got to be separate from the world. The Bible said, come out from among the world and be ye separate. So if I'm dead with Christ and my life is hid in Christ, then why am I trying to be this? Why am I trying to be that? You know why? Because I don't know any better. And because I don't know any better, then people's are accepting it. We are in a we are in an era that people's having itching ears. We know this. They don't want to hear the truth. Don't give me the truth. I don't need the truth. If you gave me the truth, then you are taking away my stand. You are causing me to be different. I don't want to be different. I want to do the praises in the church. I want to dance in the church and justify it when the Bible never validated that. No, ma'am. No, sir. The Bible never did it. The Bible never. You can't say it. You can't pull one, two scriptures out that would validate that you're supposed to be in the church dancing. When the Bible tells you that you need to reverence God. How in the world on reverence God when we don't got in there and practice and we throw in the flags and and we uh, dance into some tune that they don't play it and we make it? Uh-uh, no, ma'am, no, sir. I know we accept that, but why not be different? Why not be that individual that you want to obey God? Why not be different that God can use you? See, I want God to use me. I want God. I want to be able to pray for peoples and seeing results because I'm only praying for those that God tell me to pray for. No, no, no. I ain't praying for everybody. Somebody say, "Well, wait a minute, brother. Well, I thought Jesus prayed for." Well, check out Paul, Peter, John. Check out all through the Bible. Certain people. The Bible said in the book of Luke. Uh, it, everybody had lepers, but only one person got healed. Oh, Naaman, the only one uh, uh, at that time. And then what about the, when the drought was going on, the three-year drought? How about that? Then but one woman, Elijah, went to her house, and she wasn't a Jew. But guess what? What I'm trying to get you to understand God looking for that special individual. And he's looking for that individual that he can put his anointing on. And in. I believe that, believers. He God looking for that individual that he can anoint you, he can appoint you, and you ain't going to be a part of the crowd. See, right now, if you was anointed like you want to be anointed, 
you, everybody would know, you know, uh, Brother Ware. Oh, Brother Ware's anointed because I saw him in a service and he, everybody he prayed for, they got saved and they did this and they did that. Then Brother Ware would be glorified. You see, everybody that Jesus healed, go back and look. He said, Go and sin no more. Do you hear people's preachers telling them that? You don't hear preachers saying that. You know why? Because they want to be glorified. They want to be glorified. They're not concerned about that person not committing sin. Let me go on and read this. For the Bible says in the third verse, third chapter, third verse, say of Colossians, said, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. What? You mean to tell me that I'm dead in Christ? So if I'm dead in Christ, then the things of the world, you know, uh, I look at, uh, and, and I'm making a point here. I ain't talking about nobody else. I'm talking about James Ware. I look at uh, Goma Powell. I look at Andy Mayberry. And I look at uh, Green Acres, Okay. And one section of Hogan Hero. Now, let's say that time. That's two hours. Oh, I forgot. Uh, the monsters. Not the monsters. The uh, Adam family. Okay? Let's take that time. That's two and a half hours. Now, you say, but Brother Wad, ain't nothing wrong with that. I didn't say anything wrong with it, but I'm making a point. That two and a half hour, which uh, I I spend that time with the Lord, I do uh, each day. Each I start off in the morning, uh, so um, I spend way over that time. But let's just say if I was using that time to not to even look at the TV. Because everything I'm looking at, I don't saw it before. Every, I, I mean, I ain't seen a picture uh, that I haven't seen uh, during the time period. So it's just entertaining. You say, but Brother Wes, that's wrong to be. No, I'm, I'm making a point, believer. Please listen to me. I'm making a point. If I took that two and a half hour away from being entertained with the stuff that I already know about and begin to pray for somebody that I know need prayer, somebody that I know need converted and had that burden for. Don't you know God will work a work in Brother Ware's life? Why? Because of the fact that I'm not spending time uh, doing that, my thing because I'm seeking the things above. I'm seeking how that Christ would have me to pray for this person or have me to lay hands on this person. And I'm just using that, believers. We spend too much time doing things to please the flesh. I promise you. We spend so much time. And when we add it up, we'll see why we are no different from anybody else. While we are no different from the sinners. And, and that's why I'm saying we dead, if we was dead with Christ, we would not seek the things that the world tell us to seek. 
It's the world telling us to seek those things. It's the world saying, oh, you need to rest. Too much of the word ain't this and ain't that. You get too much. You ain't got no, uh, you too heavenly bound to be er no earthly, no, no earthly good, however they say it. Jesus couldn't have been no, no heavenly bound in anybody, but he's shown up with earthly good. You see what I'm saying? So we allow, we are not dead with Christ. Listen, and when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in the glory. Mortify, therefore, uh, therefore, young, your members. Mortify. We got to get ourselves in subject. We got to quit doing certain things that we're doing. We got to, uh, as the Bible says, if you're out fending, you plug it out. It's better to go in uh, uh, not able to see out of one eye of your right hand is uh, causing you to sin. Better to have it cut off. Listen, folks, this thing is serious. We are taking it lightly. God is blessing you. And you didn't choose yourself. God chose you. Now, not only, now listen, tonight, uh, Thursday night, tonight, Thursday night is the NFL draft. So uh, most, uh, about, about 20 of them young men today, uh, did a 20 something, every one of them going to wind up being millionaires. So even though I, I know they probably got little stuff under the table and whatever, whatever, we're not talking about that. They will be instant millionaires tonight because of the talent that the Lord have blessed them with. Now, some of them are going to be a blessing to others and to their fellowships and everything. Some of them will. But the majority of them has been striving for this day ever since they was probably in high school or before high school. Now, listen to me. How about us scribing to obey God that we can get in the draft? First of all, he already drafted you because the Bible says no man can come unto him except he first be drawn. So what about being not the millionaire in money, but being his anointed, getting in the position that he would have you to be in so that the power and the anointing of God can go forth in your life. Instead of worrying about this church and that church, this group and that group, looking forward to the coming of the Lord. Listen, you only have a short time, a very short time. I mean, trust me, I, 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 I done became an old man. And looked like my life was a vapor. I'm serious. I can think about things that I did and seem like way back then, but it wasn't way back then. It was a few years ago. Now, just as, just as sure as I'm talking to you, one day my eyes going to be closed and my, my tongue going to be at the roof of my mouth. And I'm not going to be able to say nothing in this body. It's going back to dust. 
Now, what it is going to mean if I didn't obey God? What is it going to mean that you didn't obey God? He done told you. You got to be dead. You got, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell people it's wrong to enjoy natural life. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, I'm definitely saying this. It may not be wrong to enjoy natural life, but look how much time you're giving the world and you're giving God. You add it up. Just, just take one week, seven days, and write down the time that you give God and the time that you give the world and add it up. And after you add it up, then you multiply it by years that you are. And look at how much you gave the world. Even, even after you say, we're not talking about before you were saved. We're talking about after you have repented of your sin. After you have made Christ Lord of your life, as you say it, you make it look like that God is not really real. Do you know I, I was teaching in Bible study the Bible uh, uh, Psalms, first division of Psalms. Uh, do you know that the scripture teaches, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly? We take ungodly people's word over, we take in God's word. Then blessed is the man that standeth in the way of sinners. We standing in the way of sinners because we are not committed to what we are called to do. God called you, he, com uh, he called you, he chosen you, he loved you, he showed you that you are different than anybody else. He let you knew that everybody couldn't receive what he told you. But guess what? What are we doing? Is we like the little fellas tonight that they made it up in their mind when they was in high school that they didn't want to smoke, they didn't want to drink, they didn't want to do this, they didn't they want to go and, and exercise and build their muscles and get prepared for this, what they are doing. Oh, wait a minute. We should be like that with this with the uh scriptures. It's sad that people's just celebrated Easter and nowhere in the Bible they can prove what they just did. They can't prove it. They're they going to celebrate Christmas. They cannot prove what they did, what they're going to do. So what I'm saying, be ready to give every man an answer to the hope that you have within you. This is what I'm trying to do. No, I'm not trying to uh, be uh, so much knowledgeable, so much this, so much that. I want to be ready to give every man an answer to the hope that I have within me, that I can say that God, the Lord would have this and would have that. I promise you, believers, we are losing out. We are bringing peoples to an open, we are bringing God to an open shame the way we are doing, the way we are living. We are not living a separate, dedicated life. We are not concerned about that individual that's looking at you. Yes, they're looking at you and don't know what way to go. They're not 
No, ma'am. No, sir. They're not reading the Bible. They're watching you. And enemies are watching you. Then guess what? They are causing people's, uh, you are causing people's error. So, in conclusion today, look at your life. Check your life. Do a, do me a uh, 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 time frame. Uh, right now, seven days, okay? Just, I, I tell you what, don't do it seven days. Do it three days. Three, just three. And, and you just go as normal and you say, okay, I'm going to write down how much time I'm giving to God and how much time I'm giving to self and how much time I'm giving to others. Now, I know some of you have to work, so we ain't going to use the work time. We're going to scratch that off, okay? We're not going to even use the work time. We're going to use your time. Because, see, if you are in a job, uh, you owe your allegiance to that job, okay? So we know that. So forget that job. We don't want you to put that time down. Put down the time that you is with the Lord and when you is doing what you want to do. Put that down. And let's just look at three days. I would say seven days, but look at three days and see where you're at in the Lord and see are you able to win people with your testimony. If the testimony you're living, because, see, if I'm trying to win my honey to be, I'm going to spend time talking to them, to her. And if, if, if that is, that's what, we are doing to God. Shouldn't we be spending time to talk to him? Think about it, believers. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you in all that you're doing. Father, we ask you to bless your word today. God, stir up the hearts of those that hearing, heard your word. God, that they may go forth and do and be that which you would have them to do and be. But most of all, Father, we ask you to bless that person that discouraged. God, give them a word of encouraging that they may go forth and be the vessels that you have chose them to be. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. Most of all, I thank you for the time, God, that you have given us. Amen. I I truly thank you for that. I thank you for blessing us, Lord, to be able to be on the radio that speak to someone I may never meet, but God, stir up their heart to follow you. And I praise you for that, and I honor you for that. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen and amen. Listen, we thank God, and I apologize to those of you that are looking at Facebook, and I'm wiping, I, I forgot to, for the allergy thing. And during this era, if I get around trees and stuff, the allergy go. But I, I apologize because uh, uh, my honey-to-be tell me I'll be wiping, you know, and going on. And I need to stop that. I really do. So I didn't make preparation today. 
But however, let me say this. I need to hear from some of you. Sit down and write us or call us and let us uh, be a blessing. We're getting ready to go in another form. I'll still be on the radio, but I'm going in another direction uh, podcast, and we'll believe in God, and we want to make sure we have the listeners to go in that direction. All right, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for real.